Welcome to the CG Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Kilma. Whether you are a DJ, producer, promoter, or aspiring label owner, you're going to want to tune into our podcast each and every month. We talk to amazing, successful industry professionals making a difference in this scene. They share their stories, their insight, and experience. Today's podcast is a very special recording as we're focused on EDC, or as you know it, the Electric Daisy Music Carnival in Vegas. Today's guests are Murdoch of Viper and Rampage, Turno of Titan Records and Elevated Audio, and of course, the Bass Rush talent buyers, Derek and Shane, or as you know them as artists, Fallen and Consoles of Insomniac. I just know you're going to want to hear how to get on these guys' radar when it comes to bookings, some of the very artists performing this year at EDC, and what they think it takes to make it, starting off with Murdoch. So let's chat EDC. Can you explain how much this festival means to you personally as like both an artist and an individual? Well, um, I'm based in Europe, um, so I never had a chance to, to visit EDC myself. Um, but obviously, I'm involved in, in Rampage and um, for, for my event, Rampage, as a promoter, but also as a DJ, as a producer. Um, EDC is just like one of the benchmark events in the world. So to kind of finally being a part of that uh, for once is uh, pretty spectacular. Um, EDC has a production standard that is being mimicked or is something that people are trying to approach around the world. It's something that we look at very closely as Rampage. Um, I think EDC and, and more, close, more closer to home, Tomorrowland, are uh, some of the festivals that uh, really put an effort into uh, production and really set the bar very high. Um, and that's uh, that's something that we that we keep a very close eye on. And um, um, I've had the guys from EDC over at Rampage last year, so it was cool to get their feedback at our event. And now it's time for um, for me to go uh, and see how they do it up close and personal in uh, Vegas. So it's really cool. Turno currently on tour in Australia and New Zealand sent us in his answers. Well, EDC, where can I start, man? To be honest with you, it's been always been an absolute dream and it's been on my to-do list. Funnily enough, I actually put it on my yearly targets for this, well, for, lot, for, the, for the back end of last year, going into 2019, so that says it all. Um, yeah, it's been an actual dream. It's probably one of the, if not the biggest festival in the world, um, and to play in Vegas... Um, it's just absolutely crazy. So I am, yeah, beyond excited and honoured and just, I just can't wait, man. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so it's going to be special. It's my birthday when I'm out there, so I'm definitely going to be celebrating double hard. When two sounds collide, collide. 
sensation occurs. A concept evolves. An idea is born. Next up, some thoughts as to what they feel it takes to get to this level. But first, Turno sent us in his collab with EMC. This is Alliance VIP. The time is now. History will be written. Welcome to the future.
in your opinion, how do you believe you may have gotten to the level in order to perform at one of these amazing stages? I think that um, releasing music is a big part of it. Um, I've, I've, been, I've been in the music industry uh, primarily as a DJ for over 20 years now. I've been a promoter for almost as long. But in order to get on the radar of other promoters, uh, festival promoters, um, there needs to be music out there. And I've been releasing music quite steadily for the past five, six years. Um, uh, I have more music, uh, more and more releases, different labels. And I think the relationship with the Viper recordings uh, has been an instrumental part in that because, well, I think, and I think a lot of other people feel the same way. It's It's one of the top drum-based labels out there. And it's one of the, one of the labels that um, people, I can imagine people that um, program for an event like EDC keep, uh, keep in touch with and, and, and keep tabs on what, they're, what, what the new talent is that they're coming through with. And, and on top of that, I think the connection that I have to the EDC guys with doing Rampage, because obviously they've, they are aware of what we're doing in Belgium. Um, and, and I think they, they might even want to show off what they're doing in Vegas, and 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 which which is is it's cool for them to bring me over there to uh, to 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 show me what they're doing there. Well, I've been doing this for ten years now. The last three to four years have really, really uh, just ele- elevated differently. Um, joining up with AMC is is. We done that for the reason. Well, we want to fuse, kind of, I suppose, the styles really, and unify the jump up and uh, and the techie side of things, and just basically just make a high energy set. Like we're both pretty similar in regards to when we DJ. We're quite high energy. We love the mixing, uh, the skill of it, and, and the tune selection. But we also appreciate the, the history of it because um, we're similar ages. So we just wanted to come together and uh, and and join forces and. and and really just put it together at really big shows. And, it, and last year, yeah, we'd done so many festivals. Boomtown was probably still is one of the best days of my life, um, along with loads of other shows. So it definitely worked, man. Um, so, yeah, I, like as much as I don't want to blow my own trumpet, um, I do believe that we both, um, yeah, have definitely done enough to kind of obviously be heard by you guys and and and... and and to be selected, like, again, it's not taking anything away from the sheer kind of shock. Well, just, just the fact how, 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 how excited and how, how big of a deal it is, um, and how much of an honor it is to play. Um, but yeah, it's really, really humbling to know that we're kind of on the radar of, of one of the biggest festivals in the world for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I really can't wait to play. Stay tuned to hear what treats they have in store this year and who they'll be tagging along with. But first, Murdoch and Dakrin featuring MC Moda. This is Soldier, a rapid anthem. I'm a soldier, baseline warrior. Ten years in the game, victorious. AK crowd with the shouts of euphoria. Make our sounds, make a breakdown, glorious. We notorious, true to the roots. Together we gather the brand new recruits. Reload your guns with the drums in pursuit. Execute, raise up your hand like a soldier. Salute. Salute. 
Victorious, 30k crowd with the shouts of euphoria Make our worst sounds, make them break down glorious We notorious, true to the roots Together we gather the brand new recruits Reload your guns with the drums in pursuit Execute, raise up your hand like a soldier Salute that are just learning that you're going to be performing. Can you give us a little heads up on what they can expect from that performance? Well, it's going to be a, a back-to-back-to-back thing with some other people at, on, from the Viper label, uh, which is very exciting. Um, I've, been, I've been going back-to-back with a few of them, um, notably, I think, last year or two years ago, 2017, at ADE, the Amsterdam Dance uh, Dance Conference um, in Amsterdam, obviously, uh, we had a very, very, very cool vibe going with um, Matrix and Futurebound, Brooks Brothers and Scientific, and myself, four way back to back on a boat on the Amsterdam canals, which was absolutely insane. So uh, I think that people are going to be going; they're going to be in for a treat when we when we get to the decks over there at Vegas. Plus, um, 
the obviously people in EDC are also involved in Bass Rush and they have a record label and we've been we've been talking for quite a while about doing a release on their label so I'm going to be most likely I'm going to be putting out some music with them uh, of which some some of it at least some of it will be primarily directed at the people visiting EDC in Vegas so it's kind of a special thing that we think will really hit home with the American crowd. Well, in regards to what to expect, like me and AMC, we always plan um, shows. Uh, we always write music and do special special mixes. We learn uh, the crowd we're playing to, uh, the country we're playing to. We do our research, basically, and we put a lot of effort and time into planning planning the sets uh, out of all the gigs we do. So um, for this one, we'll not be any different. Um, we're really going to just show EDC and Vegas what we're about. And hopefully it helps accelerate our kind of growth as artists over there in America. So yeah, just expect a roller coaster ride of high energy, no holds barred craziness, which... We will be very surprised. We want to keep people on the dance floor, basically. Yeah, I know it's open air, so you can kind of smoke and that, I guess, there. But just going for a drink or going to get a, going to the toilet, we want to keep people on that dance floor the whole time. So um, just expect a crazy roller coaster ride of energy. We've got the talent buyers for Bass Rush up next to chat about the label, how to get on the radar, and what EDC means to them. But first, we've got this absolute banger, S9's Defibrillator. Analyzing now. Stand clear. No shock advised. Check for pulse. Analyzing now. Stand clear. Shock advised. Stand clear. Push to shock. Shock advised.
One of the craziest EDCs you two experienced. Well, uh, <laughs> I started working with Insomniac back in April of 2009. So I would have to say that the craziest EDC for me would have been the first one that I experienced in Los Angeles in uh, in 2009. I mean, I think it was it was so crazy for me because it was something that I had never really been exposed to on that level. Whereas I also feel that the festivals for Insomniac had just been getting bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. But up until that year, it had never experienced the magnitude that they did as far as like the festival boom, you know, we went from having tens of thousands to a hundred thousand people like that had never happened before. And I had, absolutely no clue like what I was doing. I don't think any of us did, but that's uh, one of the reasons why I think that the company itself became so good because they had to go through all of that and they experienced the change so abruptly. Um, but, and one of the things that was so memorable about it was the, the drum and bass lineup at the time, like they had monsters of jungle where like it was an entire tour that took over the stage from like nine o'clock at night until two in the morning. And it was ridiculous. And then you had like Subfocus and Andy C and Hype and like all these legendary acts playing on these little side stages that you look back at like the production is so dinky compared to what it is now. But I just remember like going back and looking at that and being like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing that I've ever seen. And now looking at that stage, that's like something that I would put in my backyard, you know, <laughs> it, I mean, compared to like what they're doing now. I mean, it's, it's, it's a gone above and beyond any of my expectations, but even due to it being so crazy, I still think that EDC 2009 was my craziest EDC. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. So I'm, 
I've only been working for Insomniac for about, I want to say, going on four years, right, Derek? Yeah, about four years. Something like that. Um, So I got introduced to this whole um, Insomniac team kind of by accident, by meeting Derek. (laughs) And um, so the first year I actually got to meet Derek and got to speak with him was because – so I also have a a production duo – and, and we won the, the discovery project to play EDC. And that's when I met Derek. And by some weird, false, um, just random set of events, um, you know, Derek and I got close. And then we started realizing we both love drum and bass as much as each other. And um, from there, that first EDC is when we started to realize, like, okay, cool. Like, where can we take this? And so, I mean, since then, we've just been growing off each other and trying to, you know, figure out how we can build this as a as a brand and as, as a country and um, to keep pushing it in, you know, drum and bass itself. So that being said, I want to say last year was particularly special because we had a bunch of new, you know, people that came to the States that hadn't been here in a very long time, if at all. Um, and, and it was received really well. Um, and so we kind of tried to set a president this year by, by pulling off the same, uh, magnitude of a lineup and so each year I feel like we kind of just try to you know we're going to keep trying to get better and bring more people over that um, you know haven't been here or are sought after here um, so yeah I think every year from here on out is going to be just as crazy <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk exposing people to new music and artists but first this tune by Chrissy Chris Malak Urban Dub. It's called Shockwave out on Beast Rush Records. <laughs> Shockwave. <laughs> 
Derek, I love that you mentioned like back in the day and how that was crazy for you because people forget how much time and energy goes into this. They just, you know, a lot of people start to know the festival when it gets really huge. And it's, it's really awesome that you mentioned that. And Shane, I like the way you talk about it and how you guys both have this love for drum and bass and working on this project. It, it just, it sounds like, like there's really a lot of heart and soul in what's going on. And obviously EDC is so much more than a festival for you two. Can you explain what EDC means to you? Um, for me, again, it's, I mean, that was Jesus saying like on the road to EDC for Insomniac, but that's really what it is. It's like almost as soon as EDC was done, we, we would immediately start prepping for EDC the next year. Um, and everything was just a build up to that. So it's like once we finally got to EDC and completed everything, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air because it's now it's like, okay, we made it through like all of that other stuff that we did throughout the year was worth it to get to this point. And having a career in production and stuff like that is extremely difficult. And um, I'm no longer in that portion of, of my career. I'm still very much involved with Bass Rush and Bass Rush Records and things like that. But from doing festival production for Insomniac for 10 years, it's extremely taxing. And when you get to something where you can just go all out like EDC Vegas, it's kind of like it, it made everything along the way worth it and you see it's just a they're like building blocks you know and it's also kind of practice because it's uh working edc is not the faint it's not for the faint of heart um so it, it i think overall what i'm trying to say is it's just it's a major sense of accomplishment um being able to pull that off is extremely difficult as are as in any large festival but that one in particular with the elements that you're dealing with and the level of the talent, the amount of talent, the amount of people, all the different variables that go into play. It's like, if you can come even close to pulling that off, like you've, you've nailed it. And, um, we have over the past so many years. So that's, I feel very proud to say that I was a part of it. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with that. I think that, uh, just leading up to all the, all the obstacles you face and all the, all the stress and everything. And then being able to see the people's face when you're, you know, when somebody that you were, instrumental in booking um all your hard work and you just see how happy they are and how much fun they're having and they you know they're they're living in the moment because of something that you were able to try to to push uh so that alone to to me is just like it's amazing in itself because you know obviously Derek and I have been fans of this music for forever you know what I mean so we were there we were able to to be in the crowd and you know, still are in the crowd obviously and enjoying the the stuff that um everybody else is as well so i mean to be able to pull something like that off of a magnitude like that just off passion alone is it makes it all worth it yeah and touching on something that changes brought up the other the other side of it the sense of accomplishment is being able to look at certain acts that you're booking and putting on that stage it's like these are acts that you know a couple of years ago like nobody heard of or you know they've been DJs that have been accustomed to playing in very small rooms or always on a side stage or never were to be booked in on the American festival scene. And to be able to put them on a stage like that in front of 15,000 people, you know, and them just to do what they need to do and crushing it and kind of exposing people to something new and, or maybe not, 
just, but at the same time, it's like they're, they're doing what they've always wanted to do. And the people that you're going to see in the front of them are people like Shane and I, you know, it's like, we're going to be the fanboys there. It's like, you know, we're kind of train spotting everything, freaking out about what they're (laughs) kind of lame. But at the same time, I mean, it's like, there are very few people that we get to do that with. I mean, we're, we are so spoiled here, but at the same time with this genre of music, we're not. So it's like when we get them here, it's, it's extra special for us. And we're not booking people just because it's going to sell tickets all the time. You know, we're, we're booking people that we want to see. And we're also booking yeah. our friends. Like we book like, people who we respect to the highest degree and being able to have the ability to bring them over to a festival like that again is, is probably the other major accomplishment behind it. And that's why we do it. Right. I think um, just to expand on that, like, obviously, like, so Derek and I, we also DJ, but I think we're on top of booking and everything like that. We're, we're, we're fans of the music first. Um, and I feel like, you know, to be able to, to experience that, you know, over and over and over again, <laughs> just to this day after, after years, that alone is just makes um, EDC in itself so special because it's just, you want to see, you know, a certain act all year. And then all of a sudden, a certain festival comes in like 10 of the acts you've been trying to see for like ever are just on the same, you know, festival and that alone makes it all worth it. Next up, label talks and the creativity behind it, collabs and more. But first, let's listen to this one. It's called Species for the Prototypes and TC. Never before, before, in all of human history, has there been a cause which could unite us as a species? Thank you. 
I know that there are artists listening right now that want to know how to get on your radar. But before I ask you that, I really want to hear about Base Rush Records. What do you think we should know about the label? So, um, I think Base Rush Records initially was like, we had talked about doing it for so many years. And, you know, when Insomniac Records became a thing, it was a constant back and forth about getting a record label. You know, there was Dream State within Insomniac, and then there's Wasteland, and then there's, um, or uh, Basecon rather. And then we have Bass Rush and things like that. And one of the things that the record label guys continued to talk about was saying that we had a platform for Bass Rush Records. But it continued to push towards like the more dubstep, trappy kind of sound like that. And rightfully so. I mean, that's, it's a very popular, popular genre of music right now. I mean, nobody can, can argue that. So I was trying to find a place for drum and bass within the label. And for a really long time, I pushed to have my own platform for drum and bass just because I didn't feel that the drum and bass artists were going to get the exposure that they were going to get being on the same, like a multi-genre label like Bass Rush. But at the same time, that's what we are. We're a multi-genre brand that pushes all forms of bass music. So I did not want to separate um, drum and bass from everything else. And because of that, I think that it's working extremely well. It's also exposing a lot of people to drone bass that would normally not listen to it, that just follow the record label, which has been doing really well. But, you know, we've had acts like, um, I think uh, Evil Intent did a collaboration um, on there. And then we had TC, The Prototypes, Malik's, um, Chrissy Chris, uh, Urban Dub. And then we've had... Um, Benny L. Shimon. Benny L. Shimon. Just, there's so many names I'm trying to remember. Um, but we've been blessed with having extremely amazing material to work with. I mean, we kind of were just winging it. We were just like, oh, let's try this record label thing and let's hit up these people and see if they'll maybe even talk to us. I came from a previous record label that I owned along with a, a partner, and it was hard to get people to even give you the time of day. Now, you hit up somebody, you know, when you're going by Bass Rush, you know, when you have that brand backing you, people are much more uh, apt to work with you. And these people are, they're, they're throwing tunes at us that I just never would have dreamed of even being able to get the opportunity to release. Um, but the one thing that I think that needs to be considered is there is so much material out there and there's only so much time. There's only so, so much ability to actually release music, um, which is why we have to be so picky, so to speak, with what we choose. I mean, I'm going to like 85% of the drum bass that's, that's given because I think the genre itself is amazing, but you know, we kind of have to be very, selective with what we take because we only get so many opportunities um which is good i think but um yeah it's just it's it's a really cool platform and i think it's the it's, it's a great ability to push a lot of the artists that were booking for our shows to do something and get more involved um with our festivals and also helps with uh branding their image here in the u.s i mean i think that's one of the big things that needs to be worked on is there's so much amazing talent that comes here 
that never gets recognized because people just don't know who they are because they're so focused on a certain genre of music. Whereas I think that, I think a lot of people have a guilty pleasure for drum and bass, whether or not they're going to admit it. Um, but <laughs> there's always a drum and bass track out there that somebody likes. Yep. So um, just giving them another way to be exposed to that sound without just it being on a festival level is a, is a step in the right direction, I think. And we've been very fortunate to uh, have the support with it that we've have. So, yeah, I think um, drum and bass is an acquired taste and everybody has their, their, Anybody that hasn't really found a track that they like just hasn't heard the right one yet. Everybody, there's something for everybody, and I feel like um, so Derek is is primarily like like he was the one that really started to push drum and bass on Bass Rush Records. Um, this was a little bit before my time, but now we're able to have a platform where we already have like a matter of releases for you know upcoming months that are pure quality and very exciting, and um, things are hitting the charts like right away. Um, and it's, it's just great to have this platform and we're also working, um, on the third annual compilation with Viper, um, fourth. Yeah. Coming up uh, pretty soon. We're doing a and R for that right now, which is also really special because we try to focus on American artists and, um, in partnership of course with, with Viper's artists all over the world. And just to be able to do things like that on its own is, is fantastic. The boys share what not to do if you're up on stage and what these amazing artists are doing to get the notice they need to be playing on these sort of lineups. I know you're going to want to hear all about it. But first, Shimon and Benny L. This tune's called Yeti, another Bass Rush Records tune.
you have the space to show the music that you really love and then you use the label to really help brand these people and get noticed for artists because yeah we've got so many amazing people coming out of the UK and they come in to North America and how would people know of them if it wasn't for festivals like EDC that have such a wide uh, base of genre so I think that's so that's so smart. I mean, it's, it go, it, it's, it's another thing too, where it's, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes Bass Fish only gets a day or, or two uh, at some of these multi-day festivals. And because of that, we only have so many drum and bass slots. But when you go back to it and start looking at the drum and bass sales on the record label, in a way, it's our kind of way of maybe making a little bit of leverage to maybe get a slot more on these days because those numbers are proving themselves. I mean, when you have a top 10 and the top five out of the top 10 are drum and bass tracks, obviously they're selling. So there's a demographic there that is buying these, buying these tracks. And the point is, is to try to get those people to go to the show. So if you're giving somebody that they want to go and see, it's going to generate more tickets. Now I would be completely lying if I said that, you know, in the broad spectrum of things that, you know, one of our top selling bass rush drum and bass tracks is probably at the bottom tier of, you know, some of these, some of these other, you know, big room, you know, dubstep tracks and stuff like that. Like we're, we're hitting number one in our chart, but number one in our chart might maybe number 50 in some, some other genres chart, you know, we don't know, but that's a big thing for drum and bass, especially on an American label. So there's a major accomplishment there. And, and Prototypes uh, TC Species was a, a, a tune that, that we released not too long ago. And I just saw the other day they posted that they nearly have a, a million uh, yeah, Spotify million. streams. Yeah. It's like 900,000 right now. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's rising day by day. Yeah. And it's, um, people are really loving the stuff that um, we're able to put out. So we're going to continue and keep trying to grow it as a label. And yeah. yeah. 
everybody within the record label at Insomniac is they're amazing at what they do and they've given us a lot of great support and I uh you know it's Shane and I's job to <laughs> to, to keep it up and keep <laughs> bringing the quality material so we have our job to do and they'll keep helping us so it's, it's a good it's a good panic. so speaking yeah. of jobs you are very much <laughs> responsible for booking the base pod. And I know there's going to be people out there that are wondering what do they have to do to get on your radar? What do they have to be as an artist? Um, well, Shane and I do the drum and bass portion. Uh, you know, we have our other partner, Tony Marino, who is our, our head of the brand. Um, and is, is one of the, one of the people that is responsible for making bass rush, you know, as big as it is. So shouts to, to Tony and all your hard work. Um, but there's a lot of people behind it. And I think from the drum and bass aspect, it's very easy to become a very good artist and a big artist with a great social media plan and all this other crap. But we, um, we don't look at that shit. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I mean, we book Andy C every festival that we possibly can, not because he's Andy C, but because he's a badass. Like he's very good at what he does. Um, we want to book people like that. You know, we want people that have, you know, that are, are good producers, that they're making waves. They're not just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, you know, Good quality tracks, the, a good ability to DJ, um, you know, have a little bit of life in you. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't stand up there like you're frozen and in shock. I mean, we've all been there. I'm looking out at a crowd of like 15,000 people. I wanted to piss my pants. But you have to put on a show. You know, you have to make it entertaining. There's nothing more boring than standing out in the crowd and watching a DJ that doesn't look like they're enjoying themselves. And I hate to say it, but we've booked a lot of them and it's, it just doesn't make for a good show. The, the fans, like, you know, we have this amazing stage. It's like you're the focus on you is on you as the DJ, not as the stage. So it's like, you need to step it up. And um, does that mean jump around all over the table and, and, and do a bunch of crazy stuff? No, it doesn't. But <laughs> for, for the stage manager's sake, stay off the table. But yeah. Do, do your job as a DJ, put on a good show and, you know, put the effort into it, get up there, take the time and effort to put on a good show for the fans. They're there for you. And I don't know, outside of that, set yourself apart from what everybody else is doing. You know, anybody can DJ at this point in time. So it's, it's very simple. So be creative in your programming, you know, um, don't send an hour mix and put 11 tracks in it, you know, yeah. um, but also don't submit an hour mix with 300 because that's just not real. Um, so um, that's really all that I got. It's not hard, but then again, something being so simplistic can be very difficult at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah. I think um, just be the best at, at, at your own world, you know what I mean? Because you could play for, for 13 people. And, and if, if those 13 people are having the time of their lives watching you have the time of your life, then that stuff gets noted. And, and everybody came from something. And so if you put everything into your music and, and just nerd out and wake up and, and fall asleep to that, to that music and that passion, you're going to go somewhere. 
um, and, and it gets noticed. So as long as you put everything into your production and your DJing and your technicality and your energy and you embody it, it's going to, it's going to work out just, you know, yeah, you'll eventually end up on our radar or, you know, you'll end up on ours. <laughs> yeah. So. And then, put, I mean, just put in the time. I mean, yep. I've been DJing since I was 12 years old, maybe 35, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a crazy amount of time. And, you know, I know that it can be very discouraging when, you know, people are DJing for two or three years and they're pushing and they're pushing and they're pushing and they're upset about not getting booked. Well, I, I get it. But at the same time, like, just keep gunning for it. Like, don't let anything stand in your way. Just, just keep going for it. I mean, you can bug the hell out of anybody for a gig and you're going to play, you're going to end up playing for free. You're not going to get like this Royal artist treatment that you're going to, you know, at, 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 that you think that these acts get at shows like EDC. I mean, we've all played for the open room at a side room at a bar, you know, maybe got a drink ticket or two and had the shitty slot at nine o'clock for nobody, you know, but it's the time where you play that room and there's 50 people in there going completely ape shit that that gig just became the shittiest and went to the best gig that you've ever had. So until you've actually had to do that, you're probably not going to get on stage at EDC because those types of people that put it, I'm not saying that there are people out there that haven't done other types of work and things like that would spend ridiculous amounts of hours in the production studio writing tunes. And then finally something gets noticed, which gets them a gig. But from a DJing standpoint, there's going to be a lot of uh, things weighing down on you um, until you get to that point. So just endure it will all, it's not for nothing. So, yep. I think, um, you know, just keep making tunes. That's the thing. Keep making tunes and eventually, you know, you'll get noticed. Yeah. I mean, that's how Shane made it. Yep. Prime <laughs> example. I mean, him and Troy, his production partner, they went to production school and gunned and gunned and gunned and entered the discovery project and did it. But it's just like, you know, they produce tracks and, DJed and even DJ different genres and things like that until they found out what it is that they wanted to do. And it took a long time. Like I, I worked for insomniac for, I don't know how many years before I even got my first gig. And, and even before that, it's like, I think my first gig for my actual first DJing gig for insomniac was in like 2010, you know? And at that point, I mean, it's nine years ago. So whatever that math is, you know, <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, I'd put in, done a lot of very small shows and whatever, and each, every, each and every show is something, there's always a story to take away from it and it's cool, but. You've, you've DJed just about as long as I've been alive, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, I've, I, I'm not going to lie, I've had my points in time where I've been like, should I keep doing this? But then at the same time, I use it at home as something like some sort of therapy, you know, it's like I go, I go into my studio and I DJ and, you know, ruin my eardrums and piss my neighbors off and give my dogs anxiety. But that's what works for me. And I think that there's probably a lot of people on that same boat. So there's nothing better than being able to go to therapy on a stage in front of 15,000 people. So, Yeah. What is happening at EDC this year that you two are just over the moon excited about? 
I think for me, um, you know, because I, I have been gone, um, I left Insomniac, as I said before, on the production level back in October. So I think by going back to EDC this year is a way of reconnecting with a lot of people that I haven't seen, whether it be on a staff level or on an artist level. There's been a lot of uh, people that I've just been in touch with for a long time that you never get to meet. I mean, being here, it's like you, you speak to these artists all year long and you're talking about their music and this and this and that, but you very rarely ever get to cross paths until this show. And then you finally get to meet up and actually like talk to these people and whatever. It's kind of like, you know, and again, it's just meeting somebody for the first time, even though you felt like you've known them for 10 years. Um, and it's like, you know, I haven't seen Shane in person since October. We talk every day on the phone, but I haven't mm -hmm. seen him. So, and the same to be said with people like Tony and Forrest and the rest of the Bass Rush residents, like, you know, Chris and Steve and Dino. Um, there's just, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. But also at the same time, welcoming new artists that have never played that show before to the festival and actually being able to be there with them and experience that. So for me, that's the biggest thing. I mean, Insomniac's always going to top themselves on a festival level. So, I mean, I, I did an interview a couple of years ago where that was the craziest I had seen as far as production. It just continues to go. So I, I don't even know what to expect and it's, I'm sure it's going to be mind blowing, but yeah. Um, yep. I think that's, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. Um, similar answer. I think, I think um, lately in drum and bass, one of the patterns we've been noticing is a lot of, um, pretty relevant, you know, headliner artists are now teaming up um, to do back-to-back -back things. And it kind of creates a whole new live show. And they're also creating tunes together in like a collaborative new, almost like a new act in itself. Um, some examples would be, you know, Subfocus and Wilkinson. Um, and they've only just started really going back-to-back -back and kind of creating a whole new live show along, along with tunes together. And so, you know, this will be our first time in Vegas having that back-to-back as well as, um, you know, AMC and Turno, who's been, we've been after them for a long time. <laughs> and, and to be able to finally get them out here, um, just like, it's, it's a whole new game, really. And other, other acts, you know, we've had out here as solo artists are now going back to back, like, you know, Dimension and Culture Shock. Um, and just amongst a bunch of others, there's a lot of exciting new talent that, you know, we just can't wait to experience in person. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Did something really stand out to you today? A new piece of information? Was something shared here that inspired you to do more in your career? Let us know. And if you're a producer and would like to get your music played on the show, make sure you contact us. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Cybergroove Radio Podcast.